Hey everybody, Adam Cook from Campus Inc. in the NIL store. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We have a great conversation with Talon Litzy of Illinois Football. He talks about creating his clothing brand, Rise, uh, the transitions that he had uh, in and out of the NIL era changes, along with his plans for leveraging NIL and his platform, not just to benefit his family, uh, but also the community long after his playing days are over. Hope you enjoy the episode. Um, so they punted it, and I was the first gunner down there. Get there, I tried to take a shot at the ball, missed it, but then um, had made the returner actually like run backwards. So he's trying to run backwards, and then the other gunner comes in and punches the ball out. I came, and I was about to scoop it up, and it's like on a two-yard line, scoop it up, and I'm right in the end zone. And then I get tackled. I'm like trying to pick it up, so I just push the ball to the side, and then our when our freshman got it, picked it up, scored it. So got his first touchdown of his career and got a first pick <laughs> in the same game. So it was pretty cool for him. When are, when are we going to start adding a, the assist as a stat line in football? That's what yeah. I need, man. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm, you know, that, you I felt like Chris Paul. <laughs> do you get a fumble recovery for that or no? No, I ain't get no, no uh, stats. <laughs> nothing in the stack, but everybody knows. Stack, yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to the next episode of the NIL show. Thanks for joining us. I'm Adam Cook here with Sean Ellaby and Talon Litzy of Illinois Football. We're really excited to have you, Talon. This is your fifth year at Illinois, and uh, you have uh, an incredible story, an incredible background. Um, can't wait to, to dive in. So thanks for joining us today. Appreciate y'all having me on. So th- we, we always like to ask a fun question to, to kick it off. So, um, you know, this is a little bit different. Most people we talk with are are in the professional space, not current athletes. Um, so a l- little bit of extra spiciness here for you. But uh, number one question um, in the NIL era, what is the dream restaurant that you would love to ink an NIL deal with? Oh, that's a good one. Dream restaurant. I really like hibachi, so I'll have to go with like Benihana's or something. Benihana's? You know, that's just, that's you know, two I gotta weeks go in a row. <laughs> <laughs> two, two, two weeks, weeks in a row, Benihana. So hey, Benihana, call us. We got some great people you can sign some deals with, man. That's awesome. Hey, let me know. What, let me know. What, two hours, two hours your, away. What's your order at Benihana? What'd you get? <laughs> I get, so I get the steak, chicken, shrimp, hibachi, and then you know you got to get the yum yum sauce. Of course. I yeah, love it. High no, protein. It's mandatory. See, at, Benny, at Benny Hanna, you get the food and you get the show, yeah, too. You need yeah. that volcano. Always. You know, with the little, little guy that, like, pisses. Piss him <laughs> on, you know, with the oil. Yeah. Benny Hanna awesome. coming in hot. Two I love it. Well, well Taylon, you know, you've got an incredible, like I said, an incredible background. You actually have your own uh, merchandise and clothing line. Uh, called Rise. I, I, I mean, let's just start right there. Tell us a little bit about Rise, how that got started. Um, let's just get into it. First off, I appreciate y'all giving me the opportunity to talk about it because a lot of people um, haven't don't know about it yet. Um, so Rise is actually, it stands for Rise in Silence Every Day. And what it reflects is actually my story. And it was really started as as a um, my first really step into entrepreneurship as I was taking this journey to also become a walk-on at the University of Illinois. You know, a lot of things in my life at that time were uncertain. I was working two jobs, training four hours a day. Um, And in the process of all of this, um, I started the clothing brand, you know. And actually, by the end of the summer, right before I left, I quit my second job, which was working as a dishwasher, because I was making more money selling T-shirts out the back of my truck, (laughs) you know, than I was working two weeks as a dishwasher. 
And it was really just, um, it was everybody knew the, the journey that I was on. So it was easy to sell. You know, everybody, it was, it was literally me just telling my story and people bought into the brand, you know, of it's a story of somebody that never quits and no matter what the obstacles are, they keep going. And it's not really a lot of talk that goes into it. You know, it's really just I'm put my head down and, and go to work, you know, and make it happen. You know, so I'm really allowing my actions to speak for themselves, allowing uh, my faith and my work to show for itself. And, you know, that's that's what the brand is um, built, was built to represent, you know, so. Now that NIL is here, I have an opportunity to really like capitalize on it. I've been, you know, working hard over the last five years prior to NIL. I'm actually had to take my name off all the paperwork, had to take all the pictures off my website. Um, so that was like really hard. I could, it was like, how do I tell my story without telling my story? Mm -hmm. You know, um, and that was like really hard to, to try to figure out because before it's just me, you know, all I had to do was say, you know, I'm on this journey and I tell the story of the journey that I was on and people were like, I'm buying into this. Mm. But now I had to over this the last five years, I've had to learn how to tell the story without me, you know, and still evoke the same emotion that people got when they listen to me talk. You know, and that's that's the um, journey I've been on. So it's awesome. That's uh, it's tough to do when you are the story. Right. You're like, yeah. how, how am I supposed to tell this, with, you know, without being a part of it? How how did yeah. that I'm just curious on the like logistics of that. How, how did that conversation start to come about where like, did somebody approach you and say, Hey man, like you can't do this anymore. How, how did that happen? Essentially um, when I made the team, they had a meeting with all the people that made the team um, and all the first year players. And they were like, if you have a business that you currently own or are a part of a business in terms of like ownership status wise, um, let us know now. So like, obviously, you know, raise my hand and they're like, all right, come talk to us after. So go to talk to them. They're like, yeah. So um, because you're part of the NCAA now, because before I was part of NAIA, I didn't have any of this problem. Um, now you're part of the NCAA. You have to take your name off all the paperwork. You have to take all the pictures down, like amateurism rules, all that stuff was in place. So it was like, it's crazy. People don't realize like how much of like a hold the NCAA had on us athletes prior to this being passed, like essentially um, all they did was just give us the rights back to our name mm -hmm. and image. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not like the NCAA themselves has done something major for us. You know, they just gave us the rights back to ourselves. That's, that's literally all they've done, um, which is awesome. You know, I like, I'm, I'm excited for it. So yeah, I, it's been good. I remember when I first got my coaching job, it, it was kind of the same thing. You know, you have this conversation with the administration. They're like, all right, so, you know, if you've been involved in any fantasy sports, you're done. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's just this hard stop. So kind of the, the flip side of that, maybe, maybe the good thing, what walk us through what happened when, when the legislation changed? Like, did you, did you have a similar conversation then where it was like, Hey, you know, you, you can get this started back up again. You can be more involved. But what was that process like? Oh, I just actually, no, there was none of that. They had did some education wise, like just about NIL as a whole and different opportunities that you could take a, um, take part in. But um, as far as like a direct conversation, there wasn't really um, any like direct conversation about, hey, you can get started back on your clothing brand. It was just kind of I knew this was something that I wanted to continue doing. And, you know, I felt like the last three years prior to that, I really didn't get to dive into it all the way. You know, I felt like it was failing, but it was failing because I was kind of pigeonholed, you know, and I didn't really give it a full swing on like 
building this brand to what I want it to be. Because what I envision this to be is something that I think can last long, way longer than me. You know, and this is something that it will become like another Nike or a, a Adidas. You know, and that's my my vision for this to be something big like that, and to be more than just a clothing brand, but also be like a community of people that have a similar mindset and kind of bring people up. You know, so. Um, that's the that's the vision I have for this long term, but just starts with the clothing, you know, and, and getting the message out there. Taylor, I just got to say, man, you, you're an impressive dude. I, you 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 are the it. first athlete, and we have we have uh, over 500 athletes that are with us. Uh, a lot more lined up in the queue, and I think you're the first one that ever on their own. We've had others that have had, had agents where we've had meetings. You're the first athlete on their own that said, hey, I want to set up a meeting where I meet the entire NIL team. And uh, I just thought that was super impressive and, and very mature. And, and just it, it showed how important this was to you. Um, and, it, and within five minutes of speaking to you, I, I, my mind was already racing. I was like, we got to get Taylor <laughs> on the podcast because he's awesome. First of all, he's got great ideas. Uh, but somebody who's really got his ducks in a row and you just have that entrepreneurial mindset. Um, what age or, or how early on did you realize, Hey, I, I'm, I kind of, I'm kind of a hustler. Like I, I like being an entrepreneur. I like, um, finding ways to make mm -hmm. money, uh, push my brand. When do you, what's your earliest inclination of like realizing you had that a little, a little bit of that? In you? Um, I was probably say around, this is going to sound crazy, but around the age of like four, because my parents always were like kind of dabbling in it and they would start like that. I remember my mom used to sell scented rocks and then um, she, she was always been good with crafting. So now she has a business called the crafting closet, but this is something that went way back to when I was like a kid. I remember when she was so dresses for people and stuff. So kind of always seeing them dabble in it. They didn't really dive all the way into it until I was older. Um, but like throughout school, you know, I always had a hard time in school. Like I did well in school, but I always had a hard time with the school system because I'm a, I was such a free thinker and I was so creative. And I felt like the school system kind of pigeonholed me and told me like, no, this is not what you're supposed to do. Like you're supposed to be like cookie cutter like everybody else. And that just wasn't me. Um, so it was always something in me that was like, I want to be, I want to own, I want to be my own boss and create opportunities for other people to be be able to build the life they want, you know, and I want to be a person that can create opportunity. I don't want to be a person that just takes advantage of opportunities, you know? So, um, I think I would, I have to say four is when it started and it was really like something that just throughout my life kind of grew watching my parents and kind of getting connected to other people that were entrepreneurs and, you know, just being able to travel. And as I studied people, I mean, now that I have my own daughter, um, being somebody that can has, have control over their time is something I've always wanted. And so entrepreneurship is the best way to do that. You know, if you build a successful business and you take that and build more businesses from that, then you'll be able to kind of take control of your time. You know, so that's, yeah. that's the goal to be able to spend as much time with my kids as possible. That's awesome, man. I love that. How, how old is your kid? She's almost two. She'll be two um, October 9th. I love it. She's daddy's biggest yes. fan, right? Yes. Yes. That is, that's my princess. Right <laughs> that's there. awesome. So I, even the way that we got connected is actually, um, I think pretty interesting. And, and you, you came on our radar actually not through the, the traditional athletic channels. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you kind of tell the story, but how, how did you get connected to, to campus Inc? Yeah. So, um, it was actually really cool. So it started, 
it was through my athletic department initially. Um, I was trying to figure out, I, I was running a summer camp this summer for my nonprofit. Um, and it was, it's called the Orange and Blue Kids Camp. And it was amazing. First off, I, we had about 255 kids out there. Um, and that was a growth of about almost a hundred kids or over a hundred kids, um, from the previous year. So it was awesome. Um, but I was planning for it and trying to figure out where I was going to get shirts from. And the first year I actually produced all a hundred, me and my cousin actually produced all 105 shirts ourselves. So we had the press at home, cut, weed and everything. Both of us were exhausted up to like 4 a.m., <laughs> two days in a row trying to get these shirts done. Um, and so this year I was like, yeah, I'm not trying to do that. You know, I want to <laughs> f- hopefully find um, someone that can help, um, whether it's they donate the shirts or, you know, they mitigate costs, whatever, you know, to help provide this. So um, I was talking to them in the athletic department. They mentioned Campus Inc. And they were like, you know, they're in town. I was like, no, you know, I've seen the lab, but I don't know where the office is. So they sent me the office address. And I actually just pulled up um, one day. I was over there, so I pulled up. I went in there and met Jen and Lindsay and they were amazing. Yeah. Um, and they were both like, yeah, you know, um, give us your information. And they, they mentioned the NIL, um, deal that you guys do, but you know, I was focused on my nonprofit. So I really wasn't thinking <laughs> yeah. about it. You know, I was like, yeah, you know, like if you guys would be willing to help out with shirts, let me know. So, um, a couple of days later they reached back out and they were like, yeah, we'll definitely be able to do something. So they produced all a hundred, I think it was 150 shirts we had, um, it was amazing. Um, turned out quality was great. All the kids loved them. Um, so, you know, we sold the shirts at the camp and had an amazing turnout, raised more money to be able to do the backpack drive. So um, that was how the initial connection started. And I yeah. guess, you know, through that is where you guys heard from me. Yeah, I remember, I'll never forget seeing you posted something on your Instagram. It was like a selfie of you in mm-hmm. your truck and you had like all these campus ink boxes piled up behind you. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. you know, camp shirts unlock, whatever you said. Um, and I remember Sean turned to me like, why is this guy? This is amazing. This, this guy's incredible. He's running camps. He's using campus Inc. already. Like we got to get this guy in the NIL store. So, uh, yeah, man, it, it was awesome and great to see. And I, I, I think just an incredible lesson, you know, hearing your story and not, not just hearing you talk about it, but watching you be about it is such an incredible lesson and yeah. example to, you know, you're a guy who's been in the program for a little bit, kind of navigated, um, you know, pre NIL now in the NIL opportunities, mm-hmm. um, really just going out there and not trying to say, Hey, I'm an athlete, you know, I'm playing this sport, bring me deals, but recognizing, yeah. look, man, you know, if, if I want to be good at my sport, I got to work at it. Right. And if I want to mm-hmm. take advantage of these opportunities in NIL, I got to work at it, but not just for you, you're, you're doing it while you're giving back to kids and community and, and trying to build something sustainable. I think that's such an incredible example and, and uh, just way to go about this new era. Mm-hmm. I, no, I really appreciate that. And it's, it's true. I think it's something that um, I wish a lot more athletes would understand um, I've, I kind of understood it by the t- even before I got to college that I'm not going to be able to play sports forever, you know, so try to capitalize on this opportunity. And even now, like if people ask me why I play football, obviously, you know, I love the game and I want to go play professional ball. Um, but I play football to get the platform that I can use to catapult the rest of my life. You know, this is really a opportunity to, to one, have fun, you know, but, um, also, you know, make connections and get resources to be able to do things differently in my life, you know, than other people might be able to do, you know, I, I get an opportunity to do that. So trying to utilize that while I have the platform is I think the the key. And I think that's a 
key that a lot of athletes should start doing is to really capitalize on your platform now and not in, in a way that is genuine to you. You know, like not everybody wants to be starting a nonprofit and I understand that, but what is genuine? What is something that you care about? And what is something that you want to work towards building for your future? You know, like start now. So um, I, I hope other athletes, if they listen to this, that's the message they get from me is just capitalize on your platform now and be genuine to who you are. That's a really good message uh, for athletes. And I, I'm just thinking in my head and I'm just, I'm in awe. You're, you're in school full time. You're a football player. You have your own brand slash business and you have a two-year-old daughter on top of yeah. everything else you probably have going on. Talk to me about balance. How the heck do you balance all of that. You have so much going uh, on. It's definitely hard. Um, so I don't want to want people to think this not, you know, it's easy. <laughs> it's definitely hard. But um, what I always remember is why I do it. You know, the the platform that I have now, I remember when I used to pl- pray for this, you know, like I used to literally ask God, like, God, please, like, I just want a platform where I can help change people's lives and create opportunities for other people. You know, and I was like, if you help me get there, like, I promise you, I'll, I'll do everything in my power to make that thing happen. You know, the best of my ability. And I have that opportunity now. So, you know, when I get tired and I'm, I'm frustrated at times, I remember that. I just think back to that. Like I even wrote myself a letter that I read every day um, just to remind myself about the, the sacrifices people made for me to get to where I'm at and the thing that I prayed for, you know, the, that I used to pray to be in this the position I'm in now. And I know I'm still going to continue to elevate, but in that process, always remembering that it's bigger than myself. You know, this isn't just for me. And through the process of blessing other people, I'll be blessed. So, you know, just continuing to remember that is what kind of allows me to stay grounded and stay balanced and continue to push through. But it's definitely long nights and early mornings for sure. I, man, I'm over here taking notes. Uh, this, this is great, man. Like I, I, we were talking on the phone a couple of weeks ago and I, I mentioned you have a nine month, almost nine month old at home. So I'm, I'm taking fatherhood notes, um, you know, former athlete, but the dad bod has definitely started to set in for me. Um, you, you've managed to avoid that. So I'm taking those notes. Like you got it on lock, man. I, I love it. Appreciate it. <laughs> you know, I'm also still currently playing, you know, man. you know, I'm playing, details, you details. Know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't feel too bad. Yeah. That does help a lot. That's awesome. <laughs> how has uh, how has your experience been at Illinois so far? Uh, just it's just been good. Um, like honestly, me starting the nonprofit wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for me being here. Um, one because of the community, um, but also just the people within uh, student athlete development here are amazing. You know, Liz Reyes, Madison Dunker, Stefan Fook. Like they all they've all done so much to help me get started. They're actually like. Like when I say the reason I was able to put the camp on the first year, like there's people in the athletic department that were like, nah, like he's not going to be able to do this. And they fought hard. And, and Mark Torsani, he's um, part of the football team. Um, he's like Coach B's right hand guy. I mean, so many people here that have fought hard for me to be able to do the things that I've, I've been doing, you know, and they've also put me in positions and connected with me, people to help me continue to grow. Um, not only my platform, but also, um, my business, you know, so it's, it's been amazing. Honestly, um, I wish I would have, the only regret I have is that I didn't take advantage of these opportunities earlier, but I also understand God has everything happen for a reason, you know? Um, and I, I think COVID blessed me because I was able to really take time to do a lot of self-reflection and kind of slow my life down because I promise if y'all were to talk to me, uh, 
prior to 2019, this isn't the person you would have been talking to. Uh, I would have been a completely different person. I, I've always been mature, but it would have been a different level of maturity. It wouldn't have been where I'm at now. Um, and that that COVID kind of gave me time to reflect and kind of not not necessarily isolate, but um, do a lot of self-assessing, you know, and and it was a lot of development that I needed, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I started reading more. That was something I picked up on. I'm reading more, listening to podcasts, listening to the audio books, listening to different people that I, I deemed great speak, you know, mm-hmm. and it was really what helped me kind of grow. So, um, you know, it's, Illinois has been is something that's going to always be home for me. Um, I'm going to build my nonprofit base here in Champaign, Illinois, and our Champaign-Urbana. Um, and as I branch out and go do more things in other places, I'll always still have this base here because of what this community and university has given to me. So hopefully I'll be able to maintain this relationship with them as well. Man, I, I, I'll tell you what, for, for anybody else that happens to be taking class or taking notes in today's class besides me, um, I just, this, <laughs> this is great, man. Like just thinking about, <laughs> you know, taking the opportunities that are in front of you to, to not just, you know, work hard, but also to take a step back and self-reflect, define what your priorities are, define what your goal and your mission is and how you want to go about accomplishing in that. Um, but then also, you know, how you want to leverage those goals to help others um, is, is really incredible. It's really inspiring. Um, it's great to hear, you know, we've obviously had conversations with a few other people at University of Illinois. Um, from, from our understanding, you know, they're doing a great job. It's great to hear, a, you know, another example of that, of um, just good people. Um, trying to take advantage of of this new era of collegiate sports and, and leverage it for good, which is fantastic. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 really exciting. What what can we expect from you this year? What's what's on the horizon? Uh, what's coming down the pipeline for Taylon? Definitely going to be a drop from Rise coming soon. I actually got to meet with the um, my videographer um, Thursday, so we're going to finish putting together this um, promo ad. I'm not going to tell everybody what it's about yet, but. Um, definitely be on the lookout for that. It's going to be amazing. Um, I'll be able to really, really, I think people will get a better understanding of what the brand stands for and what the brand, who's the brand's for. So um, I'm definitely excited for that. That's awesome, man. Well, we can't wait. Yeah, we're we're really excited to to watch your uh, continued success both on and off the field. Really grateful for for the time today. Um, Once again, you know, Taylon Letzi, thank you so much for for being with us, for having the conversation. Uh, This is Adam Cook signing off for Sean Allenby. Another episode of the NIL Store. Thanks. Appreciate it, John. Hey, everyone. Adam Cook from Campus Inc. in the NIL Store. Just wanted to say thanks again for listening and joining us on this journey. And as a reminder, if you ever need any team wear, custom merchandise, rec or youth league jerseys, uh, fraternity and sorority wear, or company merchandise. We're always here for you. You can find us at campus.inc. And of course, for all your NIL needs, nil.store.